Hey guys, welcome back to The Way. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today, we're gonna be diving into Xenia's story, her testimony. Ooh. We're gonna be asking her about her life and what God's done in her life so far and stuff that's just changed her life. So first of all, we're gonna head on to the streets. Do you think it's normal for a 17-year-old to start following Jesus? Any age, I think you can pursue whatever you want. Like if you're 17 and you know you look towards Jesus and he provides some answers, then you should follow that. I don't think there's really an age limit. Said person who's 17 or whatever age shouldn't be ashamed of what other people think. Because you know, I you know, a lot of people I know would look down upon Christianity and I completely disagree with it. I think, you know, who cares what anyone else thinks? As long as you just have lead a normal life, I think, and not become too obsessed with it to the point where it controls everything you do and the people you're friends with, then I think it's totally okay. Is it normal for a 17-year-old to follow Jesus? Yes. If it's normal for them, then it's normal for everyone else, you know? I think that's the thing. You have to embrace people's normalities, whatever that is. In this day and age, not really like this country used to be much more like Christian, Catholic, whatever, but I don't know. I feel like where you, it depends what area you're in, where you grow up, who you see, but overall, no, not really. It should be completely up to like a person, irrespective of age. I get it for, I kind of get it for like eight year olds and like below 10 year olds, but 17, you're mature enough to have some sort of religion with God, even if it's not like fully formed. So, Xenia, you've been with the way for a couple of years now. You're a bit of a worldwide traveler. You've graduated in history congrats um but before all that what was it what was it like growing up well i think the better question is how do you raise such excellence um <laughs> let me tell you no, i'm joking um growing up um so i grew up in north london you know best part of london represent don't care what anyone else says you know got the emirates stadium so that's pretty cool um <laughs> you said oh <laughs> um, yeah growing up um i was like really, really into school. So like school was pretty much like my outlet. You know, everyone's mm -hmm. got their thing. Mine was like, if all else fails, just read a book and you'll be fine. <laughs> but outside of that, like I grew up, um, have a great relationship with my mum. Like my mum is my personal superhero. You know, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she raised the excellence. Mate, she was the original excellence. <laughs> uh, she was the blueprint. And she taught me a lot about like, um, like being I guess independent and like relying on yourself because I mean that's what she had to do to like raise me and my brother mm. and um yeah well I didn't have the easiest childhood in terms of like processing I guess how people treat other people and seeing how that affects people so like my mum um although I love my mum to like to the ends of the earth like I have seen her go through a lot mentally and like that did affect me at like a really young age like in primary school um I guess processing what like what does it look like to have panic attacks or what does it look like to struggle with anxiety or what does it look like to have like depressive episodes um but when you're younger you don't have language to put to that you just yeah. see like the person for example like not coming out of their room for days and you're just like well they're probably watching TV because you're young because you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then actually when you grow up and then you start repeating those behaviours, then you're like, hold up, like, I've seen this before. Oh my gosh, I kind of know what this is. Mm. Um, so then growing up, going through like, I guess 
tumultuous relationships with like family members and like that having an effect on me and then repeating the same behaviors that I saw at home, it did kind of affect me. Um, Cause I used to think like, oh my gosh, am I the only person going through this? Like, I don't see any of my friends at school dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with mm. or like their family dynamics don't look the same as mine. Um, and I used to come to God with that a lot. Like I grew up um, in the Catholic church. So I used to go to church every week. Like, mm. I used to serve in church. So like I grew up around Jesus. So I guess I would come to Jesus with a lot of my questions, which I think was actually quite healthy at the time. Um, I used to go to God and be like, God, I see this in other people's lives, but I don't see this in mine. Why am I the one you don't love? Like, why am I the one you don't favor? Like I do all these things. I go to church every week. Like I read my Bible. I say three prayers like every day. Mm. And yet my life doesn't look like everybody else's. And I used to come to God with that frustration. Mm. Um, and I guess because I didn't see the answers that I would have liked to see or the change that I would have liked to see that made me pull back away from God. So when I went into like my teenage years, I started to like pull away from God as more things happened and like you go through life and you have all these questions like, like for example, like being bullied in school, like that was a big thing for me. And like, I just didn't understand why I was the only one like mm -hmm. being picked on for like two years. Like no one was helping me. Mm -hmm. Like everyone was just getting onto me, sending me nasty messages when I went home. Like I would literally wake up on my phone, have bad messages, go to school, being picked on on the bus and then go into the classroom and have no one to talk to. And like that had such a massive impact on me. And I was like, God, I go to church. Like I, <laughs> I actually serve you. Why are you yeah. making my life like this? And so when more stuff like that happens, you pull more away from God to mm -hmm. the point where like I'm 60 and doing my GCSEs and I'm like I'm doomed guys I'm ho I feel really hopeless um so I guess like growing up there was just one thing after another and not really understanding um I guess God in his entirety like I knew yeah. God as you know sovereign I knew God as like the one that created me and all that stuff mm -hmm. but I didn't understand like just because God creates you or just because you have a relationship with God doesn't mean everything in your life is just going to be amazing and you have no problems and you're just going through life with a big smile like that's mm. not really true for pretty much everybody so that was my main thing to like grapple with when I was younger absolutely and how do you so you're saying that you grew up in a catholic church mm -hmm. well, how would you describe like your relationship with Jesus like through that time like how what was the what was it like well my mum was I can't remember the times Catholics don't come for me. Sorry, <laughs> I don't remember the times. But my mum used to, um, so she used to make the gowns that the priests would wear because mm. my mum used to be a fashion designer. So she was really like Ooh. the OG creative. Um, so she made all his robes. She also used to teach like the Holy Communion classes. So like mm. when you're when you enter like between like seven to nine years old, something like that, you do your Holy Communion, which is the first time you take the Eucharist, mm. which for Catholics means like the Eucharist is at that point in the Mass the physical tangible body of Christ mm. um so that's like a really really big deal so my mum used to teach that and then we used to serve in the church every Sunday as altar service so we used to wear the gowns me and my brother and we used to like follow the priest around hold the candles and like <laughs> wash his hands when he would like get prepared to do the Eucharist and stuff I can't lie very main character energy I'm not gonna lie um, so like I always grew up knowing Jesus and I went to Catholic school as well so yeah. we used to get taught like religious education get taught mm -hmm. about Christianity who is Jesus who is God but I think like teaching teaching things to children is one thing, but showing them how to experience Jesus is another thing. Yeah, right. And like, I knew the stuff, I knew the language, I knew the words, but I didn't necessarily knew what that meant for me. Mm -hmm. So I think I had a very, almost like distant relationship from God. I didn't yeah. have that personal relationship. Yeah. I just knew who he was. 
and like we didn't have that connection so like I knew that you had to, for example, pray that pray that our Father, like our Father who are who are in heaven, but I'll pray that every day and just be like, okay, God, I've prayed that, so mm. can you do this for me? Yeah, and that's not that's not how it works. Mm. But I never had that communicated to me, um, and I guess I just never worshipped God or understood Him in a way that made sense for me. Yeah, and I think that happens with most kids. Like if you yeah. grow up in a Christian household, like your parents take you to church, mm. like you do what your parents do because they're the ones that are guiding you in the faith. Mm. And it's not until like you reach your own understanding and point for yourself and your own autonomy that you're like, okay, am I going to follow Jesus mm. or not? And am I going to do it in this way or not? And then I had that moment for myself, and I was like, guys, this is not working for me. Mm. <laughs> this is not working for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, like I still relate to that. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian family, but it was until like maybe what 13, 14, where I was like, oh, maybe I do want to know who this Jesus is instead of like a Jesus that my mum was trying to show me. Um, what point would you say it like that all changed where it was like you started then having a deeper relationship with Jesus and you got to know him personally? Well, this is going to be a bit crazy, but <laughs> when I was um so after I turned 16 I went to counseling because I had like really really bad mental health episodes like suicidal thoughts like it was really really bad Mm. and this was after I did my GCSEs so my mom was like "Mm, I see really really destructive behavior I'm gonna send you to counseling so she sent me to counseling for the whole summer before I started my A-levels best decision honestly that she ever made that really helped me um and so I learned a lot about like my anxiety like how to manage it and they talked about like taking every thought captive which is actually kind of biblical language (laughs) um and then I went to do my a-levels in a school that wasn't a catholic school wasn't a faith school and that was a big jump for me because we'd never seen that in my family and so when I went to that school I actually got to meet lots of different people like I met people that were of all different faiths but I met people that were like really into Jesus like Jesus love it and these were great people as well like these were the people that helped me learn more about myself step out of my comfort zone um I learned how to trust people again after being bullied for like a really long time and like not really being able to trust people that I met they really helped me to like lower my guard and they really worked and journeyed with me for that year and I genuinely do believe that that was Jesus working through them but um they used to go to christian society in our school because our school was basically like a mini uni i'm not gonna lie we had like 1600 students yeah and it was only two year (laughs) groups as well mad school but they had their christian union christian society that they used to do every thursday at lunch and they would all just go off and i'm like where are you guys going they're like oh we're going to christian society i'm like oh that's great for you i'm just gonna stay here and study (laughs) um and i didn't really care too much but there was something about it that intrigued me because i was like they all seem to go off every single one of these people are going off at a certain time making new friends with people in the older year and they genuinely have a good time. So like, I want to know what this is, but I was too nervous to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think God definitely saw that my heart was more open to like wanting to experience him in like a fresh way. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually open my mind up. And I had this one friend, Vea, from my secondary school, one of my like closest friends. And she actually was inviting me to her church for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying no, cause I was just like, mm, this is a big jump. Mm-hmm. This is a big decision. Yeah, yeah, and I remember in the summer of year 12, like going to year 13, August 1st, she was like, okay, I've been asking you for a while, but I think you should come to my church. Mm-hmm. Like I've not been going for too long, but I think it's really, really good. And I'd love you to come. And I was like, well, it's August. I have no school. I have no excuses. And I'm not even going to church. So let me just go. So I went with her and 
I just couldn't, first of all, when I when I got off the train and I looked at the building and I saw the queue, I was like, why is everyone queuing up for church? <laughs> what is <laughs> going on? I was like, what is going on? In, listen, in my church, there was no queue. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not even the front where it was filled. Um, so I was like, nah. And then I was looking at like all the different age groups, people with their kids, like grandparents, like young children. Mm. I'm like, right, there's actually a lot of people to the point where when we got to the to the front of the queue, the woman was like, um, so the downstairs is filled, but we actually have a row for you at the back. I was like, wow. get out. I was like, the front row is not filled. But when I walked inside, I was like, wow, this place is vibrant. And I was like, why is everyone here? I was like, this is literally a West End show. Like, this is not church. <laughs> so then the service started and like the worship started. And I had never experienced something like that before, like free flowing worship, like mm. these songs I've never heard of before. But like, there was so much weight in the room. Wow. And you could feel, you could feel everyone like leaning in because everyone came expecting something to happen. So that also helps me be like, okay, cool. Let me just like close my eyes and like see what, see what happens. And genuinely like within, I think it was the second worship song. I just had a mad encounter with the Holy Spirit. Like it, it wrecked me. Like I started crying, <laughs> like, and I just felt and I heard God's voice. Like it, there was just a lot going on. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, oh my gosh, Jesus actually is real. This is crazy. No one told me this. No one told me God <laughs> can speak to you. That's my, so I'm like freaking out. My friend's just like low-key looking at me, but then she's just like, okay, let me just pray for my friend. Um, and then after the all of that happened and I listened to the sermon, could not tell you who spoke, couldn't tell you what they said, but all I know is that on that day, I was like, okay, whatever this is, I need more of this. Like whoever this Jesus is, he actually cares about me. Wow. Like he knows me and he's real. I was like, this is crazy. This is the way, like, this is what it is. And I would just want more of this. And then from that day, like when school started again, I was like to my friends, oh, you see that Christian society? Like, can I come? They were like, <laughs> they were like yeah, you can come. And then I used to go and like listen to them, like debate about the Bible and like, ask questions about, okay, so what does forgiveness actually mean? Like, what does it mean to be like Christ? And I got to actually learn a lot of like the basics from them, like walking it out and yeah. having like just open, no no judgment, mm. like conversations about it. And I think that was the best foundations that I could have asked for. Like that was really helpful. Wow. But then I was struggling with a KJV Bible for a while. So <laughs> I was actually struggling, guys. Well, we've moved on to now. Um, I'm on that NLT, guys. Yeah, NLT. A bit more understandable. I'm an, I'm an NIV girl. Yeah, same, same. yeah I was and I was NIV in lockdown. But <laughs> that's crazy. The real formative years is lockdown, so we all know that. Is <laughs> it? I I went like this and <laughs> I haven't got my glasses on, so I actually like that's not my fault. <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh my god. That was good. Oh that was god. so powerful. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. It's just called like learning rejection. It's like actually really powerful. <laughs> That's so making a cut and I know it. Um, wow, that's really powerful. Um yeah, just going off of that, what was what was this like new journey with Jesus? What was that like? Like afterwards, you had that encounter and like you started going to the Christian society at high school mm -hmm. and like what what changed in your life after that? 
Well, I think the biggest change was like, okay, now I'm going to actually start going to this church. So how am I going to communicate that? Yeah. Um, how am I going to be like, mm, I don't go to that church anymore. I'm going to go to this Did your, one. Did your mum mind? Like, at first, Catholic's a bit different. I mean, there's similarities, but they're a bit different. Yeah, yeah, very, like, very, very different. Like, um, in terms of, like, liturgy, structured worship, mm. like, the type of songs, they're more, like, traditional, hymnal, that type of thing. Whereas, like, the church I go to now is like the complete opposite. These guys will make up a song next week and be like, hey guys, we're going to learn a new song. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But um, my mum did feel a type of way just because I think like we'd all gone to the same church since we were young. Like mm -hmm. me, my mum, my brother, like that was our thing. Like done all my sacraments in that church. That church was like linked to my primary school. Mm -hmm. Like, so there was a lot of history around it. So I think my mum had to get used to, okay, she's finding her own way and she's becoming her own person and she's mm. making decisions for herself, which I think every parent would be like, would feel a type of way about their mm. children, like growing up and yeah. stepping into their own. But I think my mom had a lot of trust in the fact that I'm still running for Jesus. And like, I still mm. have a relationship with Jesus. It's just in a different way. Mm. I'm still a Christian, just in my own way, in my own way that works for me and my relationship with Jesus. Um, and she loves it now. Like <laughs> I talk to her about the Bible and she's always learning stuff from me. She's like, how do you know all this stuff about the Bible? I'm like, mom, I read it. <laughs> I'm like, I read it, you know? Bomb drop. Um, literal bomb drop. Um, so yeah, that's pretty, that was pretty, um, that was a bit of a transition. And I think for my friends as well, because when you start following Jesus, like he transforms you, mm. certain things that you used to do or things you used to entertain or watch or thoughts that you used to have, you don't have them anymore. And like a lot of people started to see the change within me. And I remember I had this one friend, yeah. And she would always say stuff like, um, like she would always test my character or be like, oh, Zenia, you've changed. I hate when people say that, like, well, first of all, yeah, am I supposed yeah. to be the same person my whole life? Kind of crazy. <laughs> but they'll be like, oh, then you've changed. Or like, oh, um, you should lower your standards. Or like, that's mm. a bit idealistic. Mm. Or stuff like this that would make me question like the things that God's put on my heart. But like, no one will actually understand the convictions God gives you, but you. And that's something that I had to learn. Like mm. when God speaks to you, what he's going to tell me is not the same thing he's going to tell Michelle or Izzy, but that's okay. Cause he speaks to us all differently and mm. gives us all different things for what we need in our personal relationship with him. Like I had to learn, this is a relationship. Like he's going to speak to me and tell me stuff for my life. Mm. And if Izzy doesn't agree, that's fine. Cause it wasn't for her. Mm. And so with a lot of my friends, like they would almost challenge the things that God would tell me also, but also kind of like, almost lower my standards and make me almost go back into like the thoughts that I would have, like worldly thoughts or whatever you want to call it. Um, but you just have to be strong. You have to be strong in your faith and keep up that personal relationship. Like your relationship with God, I've learned now, is the most important thing mm -hmm. and nothing should get in the way of that. Nothing anybody says should make you like almost lower that. And so even when my friends say stuff to me now, like I won't take it personal because they're not in this relationship. It's me and Jesus. So I'll go back to Jesus or go back to the Bible and actually like get confirmation on what he says. Mm. Um, I don't know if that helps, but that's something that I had to learn along the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So you were 17 when yeah. the first Jesus moment happened. How old are you? How old are you now? I'm 21. Wow. Guys, I'm a real adult. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, not really. But you can yeah. go to America and drink drink if you wanted to that's she quite a commitment um <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been four years since that like first encounter yeah, 
can you think of any what are like the key moments between then and now where like Jesus has really spoken to you or you've really met with him I mean when I was in second year of uni like Jesus was cooking he was cooking in that kitchen <laughs> like um so I moved so basically first year of uni was in lockdown so I really wanted to move out because, you know, everyone wants to move out. Um, and my mum was like, mm, there's a literal virus going around. You're not moving out. So then I had to deal with that. Um, I was a bit upset. But then I knew like, okay, second year, that's my year. Like, I'm leaving. So then I moved out in second year and I moved into a flat where I was the only Christian. And like, everybody in my flat was Muslim. So we had very different faiths. And like... Um, I was cooking my meals every day, like trying to be an adult, trying to be that uni girl that's like on her studies, even though she would hand in every assignment last minute. But um, I was trying to be that girl, but then also like maintain my relationship with God. And I said to God, like, okay, this is the year where I'm actually going to pursue you. Like I've learned everything I learned in lockdown. Like I've like studied your word. Like I know your character a lot better. Now let's put it into practice. Um, be careful what you pray, guys, because... Um, <laughs> so true humbled <laughs> so i went into uni being like i'm gonna be a barrister like i'm gonna be a lawyer i'm gonna make that bread i'm gonna make that money like i'm gonna be that rich girl rich auntie vibes that was my plan for my life since i was 16 and then when i got to uni i was doing my history degree and then i went on a work experience internship with a barrister yeah and we went to this chamber we were having this meal like he was like mentoring me we were having this convo it was really great like i was just sitting there listening to everything he was saying and i heard oh i heard the holy spirit say this is not what i've asked you to do yeah it's a big if moment um i literally came back and i prayed i came back to my flat and i just prayed and i was like god um i heard this voice earlier and i'm just trying to discern because you know the enemy comes to kill still and destroy <laughs> so i was like mm, i don't know who that was um, and god was basically confirming like okay this is not what i want you to do and so for like six months i was literally in like a state of mourning like i don't think people understand how crazy it is to like plan your whole life and then for mm. God to tell you that's it like that's not it's time to regroup yeah, yeah regroup everyone regroup like it's it's actually really really intense especially when like you've done work experience like you've invested like mentally academically like you've actually invested into this one thing you've literally put all your eggs in one basket yeah. and then for God to like crack all those eggs and scramble them and make you eat it like it's actually crazy um so like for six months I kind of had like no identity I'm not gonna lie like my whole future was laid out for me and then it was taken away so I was really really confused but I was like to God I'm still gonna trust you I'm still gonna be faithful so I started serving in church um like he just put it on my heart like um start serving like get involved with the young adults group get involved with the students group so I started serving with them and then I joined our gospel society at uni and I met these amazing girls like oh shout out to them and I was their bible study officer so we used to do bible studies every Monday um and I started to like just go after Jesus like I was doing my schoolwork and going after Jesus and that was it and um I had this friend yeah Kane obviously you guys know who Kane is big up Kane um, Johnson um that we actually started talking in lockdown because I was doing Christian content online just for bands and he messaged me on Instagram and was like hey you do really cool content like, let's be friends so we were friends for like two years and I remember telling him like God's wrecking me and he was like um hey I'm in this thing it's called the way like 
I don't know if you've seen the stuff that we do. Obviously, I have seen because I saw all my friends that do really cool things. So I was like, oh, yeah, I heard of the way, like, the way is really cool. He was like, um, well, I feel like you should have a meeting with, like, the team for the way um, and chat to Michael because he's really, really cool. Um, and he didn't really say too much, but I had no plan for my life. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. But all I knew is that, like, if God gives you something, pray about it and see if it's the right thing to do. So I literally prayed about it for, like maybe like two weeks. Mm. And I got my friends in Gospel Society to also pray um, for like opportunities in my future and stuff. I didn't want to tell them what it was exactly, but I do think like having people to pray with you about things is important. So yeah. got them to pray and then God gave me the green light. He was, he gave me so much peace about it. Wow. Like every time I like thought about the way, like I just, it just felt like like the right thing. Mm. So then that's basically how it happened. That's how I'm here now. Crazy. I remember that Jesus. first time you were there. I don't know if it's your first time. First time I that saw Zoom you there. Call. No, I was on the Zoom call in person when we were doing like Bible reflections. They were scripted. Yeah. And you were just so good. We were all like, oh. I remember Michael was like, she's just so good. <laughs> like <laughs> the way she speaks is just so good. Oh my god. We were like, wow, what a gem. Jesus. What a day. Gotta love him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that actual first day was so, I was so stressed. Like I was on the train, yeah, coming and I was like, I gotta learn these scripts because I don't know like what these guys like. Are they like to the book? They know everything. Are they like free flow? I don't know. Not let me just prepared. <laughs> I was just like, let me prepare. Let me just try to Classic. give a good first impression. But I really took that day to like speak to people, like get to know people, like mm. um, feel it out and feel like, is God really in this? Yeah. Um, and I, f I felt like he was and he still is. And I'm here. Yeah. She is the legend. Keep mine. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And then I would like to know, do you have like a Bible verse that has like traveled with you in oh. your in your life? Oh. Um, many different verses. Um, last year I had two, um, Luke 16, don't quote me, I think it's 42, um, where Jesus says to We him, are going to quote you. Okay. If it comes <laughs> up, no, nah, imagine it comes up with a whole different book, different number. <laughs> imagine Jesus didn't even say this. Um, but Jesus says, um, to whom much is given, much is required. That was like my verse of last year because mm -hmm. I really do believe that when you go in for Jesus and you strengthen your relationship with him and you learn more about him and he actually transforms you on the inside, you go to like a new spiritual level, if that makes sense. Like you go to a new place with him, but the mm -hmm. more you journey with Jesus, the more it's gonna cost you. Like everything costs, right? Like it costed him to go to the cross. Yeah. It's gonna cost me. Like he says, take up your cross and follow me. It's gonna cost me something. And so, learning okay what does that cost look like what are the sacrifices that comes with following jesus like okay like you can't go to certain places because there's a conviction there or um no actually don't have negative self-talk because you're more than a conqueror and like christ is already all these different verses that come to mind so like there's a different level and there's a different level of sacrifice that comes with following jesus and it's going to look different at every stage in your life yeah so you need to figure out what does this look like and how do i move practically with this so that's one thing and then the other verses um it's, I think it says like a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. <laughs> um, it's right there. Ready. Um, it was there. Um, but yeah, I really like that verse because um, like I said before, like I struggle a lot with anxiety. Yeah. And um, that verse really reminds me like everything has a time and like God's planned this whole thing out. God, he's in every second. He knows everything. A thousand years is like one day. God literally blinks, wakes up and it's another day. And like, I'm still on my first day. Does so, God sleep? Um, that's not biblical. Um, <laughs> don't quote me, man. Don't come for me, Pharisees. Um, I'm joking. It's, it's Luke 12, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Luke 12. 
No, but um, like that verse reminds me that God's in control of everything mm. and he knows what's going to happen. So even if right now this is a very, very stressful, intense situation to me, there is another moment that will come after this where there won't be as much stress. Yeah. So that verse reminds me to like be present and allow God to be God. Like I'm not going to know everything. Yes, there are going to be times where things are stressful, but just let God be God. Let him do his job. Let him do his thing and just trust him. Facts. So, yeah. Beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. Those are my two verses. Oh, for the Omega. Yes, and obviously we know you as a big leader. Um, you're leading like life groups out there, leading mm -hmm. all of these um, cool young adult events and obviously stuff in the way, um, particularly as a woman in ministry. Um, like there might be some girls out there who are also like in communities where they don't feel like there's um, mentors who are women alongside them um, that can help them in their journey and their walk with the Lord. Is there any like um, advice that you would give them in terms of, in terms of like, yeah, in terms of that? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think I'm quite lucky in the fact that my church has a lot of diversity. So like my church does like believe in like women preaching and stuff. So we do see women like on pulpit preaching, which is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Women like volunteering and like running stuff in church. So I think my big thing is like, if there are women in your church that are doing things that you're also interested in, like make friends with them, like go out for coffee with them, like form relationships with them. And that's what I did. And it wasn't just pastors. It was like other people serving on teams. Like I'm friends with people in, for example, production team or host team or like just have a large, I guess group of people because you learn something from everyone and I think every relationship is meaningful and God puts people in your life for a reason and so like my big thing was let me make friends with people that are my age so like mm -hmm. I have a group of girls in church that were all around the same age we all serve we all pray together stuff like this and then like joining a team allowed me to meet like other pastors in our church like other female pastors and now like my young adults pastor Maureen she's like a really big mentor to me so I think just going out of your way and it is hard in church to like put yourself out there um you might feel like why would anybody listen to me or like why does anybody care what I have to say but actually God's given us all a story and all a voice for a reason especially if you feel called to like serve in church or be a part of ministry in whatever way or whatever it looks like then actually like God wants you to step out with your voice and like meet people so my whole thing has just been about like meet people meet people meet people make friends make friends make friends and God will guide your path mm. and lead the right people to you and then like even with like the guys in our church like be friends with the guys because they might know cool girls as well to like like introduce Link you up, to you yeah like don't just limit it to one way um allow god to bring different people to you and also try new things as well like with young adults like i didn't think i was going to be in young adults team i've told people in my church this i thought i was going to be a youth leader i even trained to be a youth leader like i was going to have my own <laughs> girls northwest london girls like i had my group everything i'd done the training i'd done everything and then god was like this is not what i've asked you to do and i hate when he says that because it's just like bro what are you doing um you put in effort for nothing. like bro i actually labored for this um <laughs> <laughs> and then now like segue into young adults but this actually just feel like the perfect place for me even though like I'm always the youngest person in the room even though I'm always like one of the youngest people talking yeah but actually like there's there's a reason for that there's wisdom in that and you learn so much you learn so much from being around like male leaders as much as female leaders as much as like people that are older than you younger mm -hmm. than you so don't limit God make friends meet people and just remain teachable be a sponge absorb spongebob squarepants
Yeah, Zen, thank you so much for sharing as much mm. as you have. I was just wondering if there is anything else as part of your testimony that you actually really, it's really important that you'd really like to share. Yeah, I guess like, um, like I talked about when I was being bullied and stuff and that was a real, like if I can think of moments in my life that really marks me, that would definitely be one of them. Mm. Um, and it really affected me because like when I was in school, like a lot of people treated, like they seem to have treated me really nice. Like people would speak to me if I would go up to them and stuff. But like, I would always feel so much deep anxiety to be around people because I was like, if they say one comment about me or if they invalidate me or if they ask me, why do you talk like this? Or you're so this or you're so that or like, why are you doing that? Like it, it would make me like go into like panic mode. So to avoid that, like when I was around like the people that bullied me, I would just do what they did. Like I would listen to the music they listened to, speak the way that they spoke, mm -hmm. like form my thoughts the way that they spoke. And then when I was around my other friends that are more like academic, like I would talk like them, like I would be about my studies and like, like we would do this thing together. Then when I was around like the guys, I'd be more relaxed and like, be able to breathe a bit but then at the end of the day when I came home I was like right I've actually been five different people today like mm. who am I actually like it was a lot mentally um a lot of anxiety like constant state of anxiety but one thing like I've learned now especially that I hold on to is that just because other people might treat you in a mean way or other people might bully you doesn't mean you have to now change yourself to accommodate them mm. like oh because they don't like this about me I need to change this like no God's created you for a reason for a purpose mm. and actually God's not done with you and as teenagers we can think school is my everything like this friendship group mm. in secondary school is it like my GCSEs my A levels my studies is it like this is high stakes but actually this is such a small part of your entire life and actually God is still working on you like there's yeah. more things you're going to experience there's more to learn about yourself and he's not done with you yet and so I don't want to interrupt my transformation and what God is doing with me now just to accommodate people that to be honest in a few years I'll never speak to you again mm -hmm. so just being like firm in what God is doing and trust that actually no God's working on me and he's actually made me this way for a reason and to mm -hmm. embrace this stage and not have to keep changing yourself every single day just because of like people that are just mm. to be honest they need Jesus mm. so yeah that's, that's what I was saying I wish like 12 year old or 14 year old Michelle could have heard you say that Mate, I wish 16 year old me could <laughs> hear this right now but everything has a, a time and a process so yeah that's so amazing thank you so much for sharing Zen like your story is so so powerful and I know for a fact people out there are being touched by your story and your testimony and what God's done in your life thank you guys for tuning in make sure to join in next week as we're going to be talking about the topic modesty it's a big one kind of controversial it's whatever <laughs> but <laughs> make sure to join us next week um see who see who then talks about stuff i think maybe we've got an expert on who knows um but see you next week Bye.